Tell me what you want, what you really, really want. I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want. No, tell me what you want, what you really, really want. I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want. Do you want a pod? I want a pod. Do you want a pod? I want a pod. Do you really, really, really want a podcast? Ah. Ah. <laughs> yes, I do. Well, then let's do one. Why not? All right. Ah. Hello, and welcome to our podcast, where we will talk about the Spice Girls. Sure. We're going to go into the history of the group, mm-hmm. what led us to them, mm-hmm. and then an episode-by-episode, song-by-song, review, breakdown, rating of the Spice Girls discography. But that limits us. Well, we can talk about other things, too. Let's go. My name is Brent Kelly. I am joining the talented man next to me. I'm blushing. My name is Mike Martin. You can't see blush, but I am blushing. He is blushing. I can see it. Can you see blush? I mean, you, you can put blush on your face. I could. Right? Isn't that a... Form of makeup. Sometimes, yep. There might be some manscaping in in the show. I don't know. Okay, no, we're not going to start with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, you may know Mike from Two Bandits Watching Bluey, and or if you, may not. And if you don't, you owe it to yourself to find out. Aww. But we are two thirty-five-year-olds reminiscing about our past, present, and future enjoyment of the Spice Girls and their music. My goodness, what better place to start than? I mean, there's no here. Episode one. <laughs> Absolutely, episode one. Uh, I think the way to start out is to introduce the girls. Ooh, okay. I I personally probably will be going back and forth between real names and spice names. Okay. So just I I hope that there will be someone at some point that listens to this podcast that mm-hmm. doesn't even know the Spice Girls. Okay. They will listen along with us as we break down each song and they're going to learn about the group through us. Ooh. Which is a weird thought. But I would I would I would appreciate that if there was one person in the world that was I, like I want just one. This episode they're going to talk about wannabe. I will hit play for Wannabe before this episode. Someone who's never listened to it before wants to see what the whole the, what the Spice Girls <laughs> hype is about and listen to us talk about it. I was thinking about referring to them all by their middle name and seeing if you could keep up with me. I would not be able to. Give me 20 seconds and I'm going to make notes really quick. <laughs> so go ahead with your story that you were about to tell or whichever route we were going to go down. Well, I was going to... We're going to give the lineup, right? We're going to give the lineup. And I do not have middle names on here. So if you go by middle names, I'm in, the, in the weeds. I'm on... We're going to talk about the girls, so let's introduce them. Uh, alphabetical by first name of their real names, Emma Bunton, Baby Spice. Lee. Middle name Lee, okay. Jerry Hollowell, Geraldine Hollowell, Ginger Spice. Estelle. Estelle, wow. <laughs> Geraldine Estelle Hollowell. Her parents were not a fan. That is a name. That is a powerful name. Oh, that must have been a very long labor. <laughs> Oh, just to saddle her with that name. <laughs> That's it. Uh, Melanie Brown, also known as Mel B. Scary Spice. Miss Janine. Janine. Yeah. Melanie Chisholm, Mel C. Sporty Spice. Jane. Jane. J-A-Y-N-E, though. Okay. She's Melanie got... Jane. The interesting about uh, Mel B and Mel C, their first names are also spelled exactly the same. C? Huh. Or B. Or B. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Here we go. And finally, but not least... Victoria Adams, Posh Spice. Caroline. Victoria Caroline. I like that. That's that's a nice name. Vicky C. Yeah. Vicky, Mel B, Mel C, and Vicky C. And Emma B and Jerry H. I'm Jerry. Oh, poor Jerry. Yep. Estelle. Estelle. That is a powerful middle name. Oh, smart, smart decision by Jerry. Yeah, yeah. Go by Jerry. Ginger Spice. Why'd she go by Ginger? Well... They were given their spice names. Ooh, you! Oh, by a reporter. The man with the plan. He's got the secrets. Yep, by a reporter named Peter Lorraine from Top of the Pops magazine. Scary later described him as a lazy journalist who didn't want to learn their actual names. <laughs> oh, so he gave him the nicknames. So, so he looked at him and said, "You're a baby. You're a ginger. 
you're scary, you're sporty, and you're posh. Wow. And they liked the names and they kept them. They kept them from the lazy journalists? Right. I guess they said they liked how they worked. And even even Scary Spice says it, especially when she was 17, 18 years old, she was very brash and in your face. And sure. She said, it, she said it fit. Yeah. I wonder, like, I, I wish I could find the photo that they were talking about in that situation that he, right? he described him in. That is true. Because I wouldn't want somebody to pu- publish, like, any sort of article. Well, I mean, if you want to publish an article about me, that'd be cool. Um, and say, oh, that, that, oh, that's burly spice or that's bearded spice right i mean it, it's i know it awkward is... spice <laughs> oh no i mean to to the lazy comment ginger uh-huh. she has red hair that's, yeah, that's a pretty easy one I'm, I'm hoping unless he saw it in a black and white newspaper and somehow assigned it that would be good then i give kudos that would actually be much better if he saw her goes you know what she looks like a ginger even though she's in black and white <laughs> i like that it looks like an estelle estelle spice <laughs> Stelly Spice. Stelly Spice. Oh, poor kid. Yeah. Stick with Ginger. Good yeah, job. Exactly. So if we hop in the uh, the Wayback Machine, we're going back to 1994. Way back? Way back. That's, that's... Wow, my math skills are just phenomenal. Uh, 20, <laughs> 28. Oh, we're in 2022. It is oh 28 years ago. Okay, cool. Cool. Because we are in this year of 2022. A newspaper ad was placed for looking for girls to form a girl group band. Cool. I actually have a copy of the ad right here. Ooh. Would I respond to this Craigslist post? <laughs> Let me read it to you. First of all, here's a visual of it. I'll post a picture of it later, but Goodness it's God. a What's with the wanted? So exactly. It's got a it's like a wanted ad sideways and then typed on it R U, the letters R U, not yep. spelled out. R U eighteen to twenty three with the ability to sing slash dance. Creepy. R U streetwise, outgoing, ambitious, and dedicated. Heart Management Limited are a widely successful music industry management consortium currently forming a choreographed singing-slash-dancing all-female pop act for a record recording deal. Open audition at Danceworks, 16 Balderton Street, Friday the 4th of March, 11 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. Please bring sheet music or backing cassette, Heart Management Limited, and then a bunch of numbers. <laughs> There's like five things that stick out to me. The first thing that didn't let me continue listening to you consortium yeah that's a good word right <laughs> it's an association typical for, of several business companies i'm oh that's that's going into michael's vernacular yeah it will not at all a, a, <laughs> i'm gonna try way too hard to use it in the next 24 hours and just blub it a widely successful music industry management consortium that is a mouthful golly and is that it was actually a father-son team the uh the heart management limited you said very successful they, they, so they say. Also known other associated acts at... Um, ah, not quite the consortium that I know. Exactly. Mm. Or the right association and companionship with one husband or one's husband or wife. Oh. Okay. So I, I could say oh. that I have a successful consortium. You do. I will say that to Carrie when she comes yes. home today and see, exactly. you and Carrie <laughs> see are, the most awkward look I get. You and Carrie are a widely successful home management consortium. <laughs> We did it. We did it. So that's where they formed. Yeah. So they this newspaper ad was placed. Hundreds of girls showed up for the audition. Hundreds. Hundreds of girls. To this advertisement. To, yep. To this. I mean, they were open for. Where was it posted? You said it was newspaper. It was a newspaper. It was an actual newspaper ad. Their auditions were six and a half hours long. Uh, Jerry did not even make it to the audition, but she somehow made it to the second round. Good job. Yep. Apparently, she was sick from sunburn from vacation. 
happens. So she, yeah, it to does. The best of us. It does. But Mel B, Mel C, and Victoria were all chosen from this first audition set. So originally it was Destiny's Child. Yes. It was just three of them. Just three of them. No, they brought in 10 girls for a second round, but those 10 girls included Jerry in okay. the second round. Ooh, how'd she get the slip? Uh, she apparently contacted someone and pleaded her case to be able to make it to the second round even without making the first round of uh auditions but uh originally the four girls plus a girl named michelle stevenson were picked to form the group Mm. and the group was called touch sweet touch (laughs) i can't think of a cool response (laughs) yeah it's not a great name well i mean thinking back to being a a young adolescent and the posters that i may have had on my wall Spice Girls versus Touch. touch. It's, it's too... It's still pretty straightforward in that whole boy band, girl band kind of vibe. Yep. It had that feel. So, I, no, it's still... It's still... It's a bit awkward. It's not a great name. No. The Especially... Fi- uh, yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not a great name. But the, f- the five girls, including Michelle, were moved into a house to live together. Get the to, real world! To get to know each other. To UK. work on songs. Exactly. Uh, I guess they realized pretty quickly that Michelle wasn't really going to fit in, so she was let go. <laughs> the Heart Management Widely Successful Consortium asked the vocal coach for the girls to recommend someone to replace Michelle, and she recommended Emma Bunton. Okay. So that is how Baby Spice joined <laughs> the the bricks, Michelle. Pretty really? much. Pretty much. And I, I read a quote from Michelle. She said, would I have liked to have been a multimillionaire like them? Yes. Uh-huh. But it wasn't really the kind of music I wanted to make. I wasn't mm. really fitting in. Ooh. So... Didn't work out for poor Michelle, but Emma got the call. I looked at it. It's kind of like the Beatles' early years with Pete Best on drums yep. instead of Ringo. <laughs> but they didn't really hit the big time until after they replaced the drummer. So they replaced poor Michelle, brought uh, in Emma. She got Ringoed. She got Ringoed. She really did. <laughs> well, she got Pete Bested. She got Pete Bested. Yeah. They Pete Bested her. Now, one of the things I think interesting about the, the Spice Girls is that they are a manufactured band. Like, yes. Like, to the T. Posted a want ad in a newspaper. Come check us out. They were produced on the assembly line. Exactly. Very much so. But what I thought was interesting is that they are giving the opportunity and they were encouraged, told, to write songs. They okay. Weren't, they weren't just given a stack of songs. Hey, sing this, sing this, sing this. Some of their early works they were working on, they were brought into a recording studio. They were given music someone else wrote and then they started riffing on it. And the guys who wrote the songs didn't like that. <laughs> And made the girls take songwriting lessons. Really? And then from then on, they work. They worked on all the songs. If you look at the the entire, I was gonna ask the entire list of things Spice Girls original songs. There's at least three girls listed as a co-writer on every single song. That's really cool. So unless they were doing a cover of someone else's thing, if it was a, a Spice Girls song, quote unquote, there were at least three girls involved in the writing of the song, if not all five. Songwriters. Yep. You right go down, out of the, go down the list. Includes Spice Girls, literally. Is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. sometimes it's listed as Spice Girls if no it's kidding. all five of them, but sometimes it'll list Mel C, Emma. Rock out. Good for them. Even if it is just riffing on things. Exactly. So they had this highly successful consortium. Consortium, yes. But the highly successful consortium did not give them a real record deal. A okay. Hard, a hard That's record That's what I was going to ask. They did not give them a real hard record deal. So the girls kept pushing. We need to, you know, we want to actually get signed. We want to put something in writing. They were working on songs. They recorded a couple demos. They were. They finally con- convinced the Heart Management Group to take them to some other music executives, and they were 
liked. The music executives wanted to sign them. So then the heart management offered them a contract and the girls turned it down. So they were living in this house for well, they a couple were months? At least. I mean, the group was formed in 1994. The first single didn't come out until 1996. Ah! Yeah. So that's a couple of years that's of just... a couple of years of working on living things. Living in this house. Are they getting... Like, are they being... Paid, like, they're hired by this consortium. I believe so, yeah. Interesting. Like... So that's another way that I think it's an interesting... They're manufactured, but they're given years to kind of come up with their stuff. Right. And they're well, riffing, like, doing it themselves a little bit. Yep. But still don't have a record deal out of that situation. Correct. Two years. Two years, yeah. So finally, they, like I said, other musical distribution companies got interested in the group. Right. So Heart Management finally offered them a contract. The girls actually at that point said, no, you guys have been kind of jerking us around for a while. We're going to go find somebody else. So they just said deuces? Yeah, pretty much. They walked away from They walked away. Heart? And, and yeah, they walked away from Heart because they didn't have a contract. So they weren't under any, you know, legality. Sure. Thing. And they apparently stole the master recordings for Wannabe and To Become One. Let's go! Yep. They, the, Rebels! The story they tell is that Jerry smuggled them out in her underpants. There you go. In case somebody tried to <laughs> tried to frisk her for them. <laughs> I mean, more power to her in that situation. Yep. It's just, you gonna stop me? Come on. Exactly. Go ahead. She, she Cheese could, it! She could put her arms up like, what, do you see them? <laughs> So they took like they took the songs. Yep. And just said, We're out. Yep. They found new management. I believe it was Simon Fuller. A probably more widely known successful musical manager. Sure. And like I said, from ninety four to ninety six they kinda of worked on some songs. They had to convince they ended up getting signed with Virgin Records. They had to convince bigger Virgin. Step. Yep. They're a consortium bigger. that I know of. Yes, actually heard of those ones. They had to convince Virgin to let them release Wannabe as the first single. Really? Virgin didn't want to use Wannabe as the first single. They thought it was a little too chaotic. Yep. Which it is. Yep. But it also, I think, encapsulates the group very well. Sure. So they they made the music. They actually released the music video first onto a, a smaller British channel called Box. Okay. That would show music videos, and nobody else wanted to show it, but it took off. So then Virgin finally said, okay, we'll release Wannabe as the first single, and it came out in 1996. Word. So album one comes out then. Was that the album that got you into them? We'll, we'll kind of jump into this side of things now, then. Absolutely. What? So, 1996, uh, the album, uh, the single comes out in England. Yep. It doesn't launch in the United States until early 97. Okay. So, early 97, you and I are both 10 on the cusp of 11. Sure. Obviously, Wannabe takes off. Yep. It's number one in the U.S. for four or five weeks straight. It's a big song. Uh, Wannabe was definitely my first introduction to the Spice Girls. No kidding. The Spice album, I don't think I ever owned, but I listened to it enough. What about you? I know you mentioned your posters on the wall. I did, yes. I was a late bloomer in the game, though. Were you? It was actually much later. It wasn't until album two came out that I even started to delve into that world. I think it was a Pepsi advertisement that they had, and it was... um, Move over. Okay. Yep. And there was it was just just that jam for some reason. It was just it, the music got me into it a little bit, and I'm you know my dad who's a Van Halen loving '80s rocker, and I'm like, I want this CD. He's like, you want what? I'm like, yeah, yeah. And I got it, and it took me. So I kind of had to backtrack into 
these ones, which I unfortunately I do like Spice World more than the first album, but that's you know subjective art form. Well, there are there are there are two of us on this podcast that like Spice World more than the Spice album. Cool. Which actually I kind of like because it means that we have something to look forward to. Exactly. I enjoy the Spice album very much. Yep. But when we get to Spice World, I'm telling you, every song is a banger. Yes. It's well, but don't knock it. We're not there yet. No, not at all. See, we gotta, we gotta. So I have a question for you. So go ahead. Ninety six, ninety seven. Yep. Probably late ninety seven. I think is when Spice World came out. So you, you get into it, you hear it. What was your musical background before that? Like, what did you grow up listening to? Interesting. Yeah. Um. So. I didn't have a lot of my own... I think, as weird as it sounds, I'm the type of person, when I start listening to music, I start listening to it almost exclusively when it comes to a certain artist. So when I got into the the Spice Girls kind of thing, that was actually one of the... Because I was... Tw- oh, gosh. I mean, if it was when that album came out. So I was probably around 11, 12-ish yep. um, that I got into that. That's when... <laughs> it's going to sound very peculiar. That was one of the first groups I really, really got into sure. when I was younger. And it was peculiar because I grew up in a family that was listening to... You know, my dad was listening to Ozzy Osbourne, Van Halen, Triumph, and Tesla. And yep. it was 80s rock. My mom was Bon Jovi and all that. So to have their son be like, this is my jam right now. My dad seemed a little perplexed about it. But he also told me at one point in time, I remember him saying to me, he's like... If they ever come to town, we're going front row. Don't worry. Oh, that's like, very nice. He was down to clown. He's like, you know what? You're passionate about it. Go for it. That's very supportive. So they were, I guess you could say, my my first like big music kind of obsession at the time. Sure. And then I just kind of branched off chaotically. But in the end, still, I mean, my son Finn and I will jam out in the car and, you know, a song will come on. I'm not, I'm not hitting skip. Nope. We're here to jam. Yourself. What did you, what, where, where did you... So, a similar background. So Grassroots. growing up, by the time I'm 10, 11, I hadn't had a lot of musical taste of my own. Sure. My mom was very much uh, an oldies person. Mm-hmm. If it was newer than probably 1977, it didn't play in my, my house. Really? Yeah. It was 50s, 60s, 70s. That's cool, 80s though. was 80s was a little too recent for her, so I even had to like almost discover 80s rock later on. Interesting. But for her, it was all... Doo-wop kind of stuff, Motown, big oh, on cool. Motown. So I grew up on Motown stuff, oldie stuff. For me, I think my first real musical obsession was the Beatles. Like sure. you said, found the Beatles, I latched onto them. It yep. was album after album, books I could find, anything I, I could find on the Beatles was what I was about. So kind of your point, music like this, like pop music, current pop music, yep. was not something I was that exposed to until probably about this age. Because if I was at home, mom's controlling either the record player sure. or the radio yep. or whatever it may be. And it was all older stuff. There was nothing recent at all. So this was kind of the age where pop music was finally making its own impression on me, either yeah. through the school bus or through television. Yeah. Because we were getting into the era of music videos and being able to find things on my own. So it's kind of, same kind of thing. Very different from anything I listened to growing up. Very different from anything my mother would listen to. Yeah. She wouldn't like tell me to turn it off, but it definitely wasn't something she was into, <laughs> anything modern. Um, but she also encouraged, like, if this is what you like, it's what you like, so go ahead and listen to it. I know my, my very first CD I ever owned was Ace of Base. There you go. The Sign. There you go. And that was because my older sister had it, and I, so I listened to it from her. But I don't think I owned either Spice Girls albums ever until recently. Really? Listen to them yeah. when they're on TV, on the radio, that kind of thing. Never actually had a physical copy of my own until much later in life we both kind of discovered our mutual love for the spice girls 
and recently it's been kind of a renaissance in my life rediscovering and listening to all the old music and listening to the album you know front to back oh it's it's always funny to me because there will be moments in time that you don't expect 35 year old bearded men walking around and then a commercial comes on or something like that and one of the songs they're playing and when i used to be at work when i was working in the mall or something along those lines a song will come on and i would start singing the lyrics with it yeah and someone would give me a look like what are you doing? Like during Wannabe when it does the breakdown of the, yep. so here's the story. And I can just spit out the whole thing. And I remember like going to prom and just spitting it out and people in the dance around me like, he, he, he's going for it. He knows it's just because it's, it's fun music. And that's why I'm kind of excited to go into all of the songs and chat about each thing is it's the brand of music, even though it is so highly produced. And it's the kind of thing that when you like, Say you go see them live or something like that, and they do have a full band playing yep. in the background. It's not the kind of thing because I'm really way into too much so when it comes to breaking down how you create a song and how you put this piece together, this piece together, this piece together. They're the type that when you see the band, there's like 15 people in the band, but there's just like one bass player playing just a simple line or right. somebody doing like he's got the maraca and he's and it's just a whole group of people putting things together, and it's such a highly produced version of music. That I, I'm excited to get into each song and, and find weird little nuances and Absolutely. bits because there are weird things that happen that aren't just it's a it's a punk rock band and there's a guitarist right there's a bass player yep. there's a drummer and microphones blah there's 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 synths in there and there's yep. there's weird wah pedals going on with the guitar that's the only sound they play so it's and one of the interesting things about the group is the girls themselves do not play a single instrument like on any of the tracks I don't think really. They, they sing. There's backing music and there's other music, but they uh-huh. are usually up front singing with the music behind them. There will be some research to be done. Yeah. I would. Li- I, I never thought about it that way. Yeah, there's we, somebody has to play something somewhere. We will. We will, we will take a look and take a listen. Maybe the harmonica solo. Yeah, maybe. And but you're right. <laughs> though, I there. am also very excited to go into this because even just getting ready for this first episode, right. I've learned so many things about the group. I didn't know, like I didn't know there was a different member before Emma. Yep. I didn't know that they were working on it for two years before they released a single. That's crazy to me because that, like, I don't know if that kind of thought process where they're like in, so you're in a house for two years. I don't know if it's based on just musical abilities, if it does include right. the dancing right. or, you know, it's if it's like the real world where they got, they got to, they don't, they don't get a job. It's just, that is their job. Right. Is that boot camp scene in the movies similar Maybe. to what they were living through at that time? That's a good point. Of this is how it is. This is how it is. But they, they don't see, there's no light at the end of the tunnel. Right. Like there's, there's no get up in boot camp mode. You're going to learn to dance. You're going to learn to sing this song. This is how you're going to sing this song. Well, when's, when does... Out there happen. When, right. when do we when do we leave, perform? When do we leave the house? Yeah. When do we perform for other people? So that's where I'm interested to see what kind of happens on that side of things. You're right, though, because part of the audition process wasn't just singing. They wanted girls who could dance. Sure. Who could have a stage presence. Yeah. Because they were probably already at that point considering a visual medium, mm-hmm. either being on stage or being on television. They had to present well. So it wasn't just who the best singers were, it was who the best performers were overall. Interesting. Yeah, and that's as we're like, I don't know to what extent we're going to say anything bad about them, but I was going to say, yeah. then I'm curious how Victoria stayed in the band. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you an interesting point about that. So the girls were graded in the initial auditions. Uh-huh. Do you know who had the highest grade coming out of the initial audition? No way. Posh Spice. Really? Victoria I will had, keep all that in there. Victoria had the highest grade of the whole group. Really? Yep. So... I don't think we're actually going to get into the song. I'm not going to lie to you sure. when it comes to this first one because 
there's a lot going on in the song mm -hmm. that I think will be fun to jump into. And I, I like us just chatting right now. But it's that's interesting to me because as we start getting ready to go into the next episode where we talk about Wannabe, before we, we did this, we watched the, the Regis and Kelly performance. Yep. And even in the music video... She's more of the standoffish one. And she's I, not on screen much, and I, she does not have any single lines in the song. She's the only one without a solo line in the song. Right, yeah. She sings in it. She, like, she sings the chorus, but that's yep. that's it. And it, it's interesting that she was the standoutish one when when Mel B is like right, literally in your face, yeah. full of personality, Absolutely. ready to go. And I don't know if it's – maybe that's the thought process they had when they were creating the band. Like Maybe. Oh, she's got that. Yeah, I mean, Mel she's B is larger swag. than life. Yes. She is she – is over the top but in a good way yes. she's enthusiastic she's loud she's she's energetic victoria is much more reserved uh -huh. you know what i mean and i don't know how much of that is part of a character maybe an onstage character but is it though i don't know i don't think so she wears the simple dresses instead of loud clothing yep she you know walks around like a lady mm -hmm. she you know kind of does a little shuffle where she's wearing the tight dress yeah and, and like you said how much of it is set up as a uh to fit the persona. Right, yeah. Like, but I think the personas are based on them. I don't think it's the other way around. I hope so. I hope. And I, I think I'm excited because I feel like I'm going to, as we've been talking just now, I feel like I'm going to start doing a lot more research about these things. And so, <laughs> look out, Carrie, because we might start getting more posters on the wall. Yep. Did you have any sort of memorabilia for the gals of the UK? You did have your, your UK explosion getting into the Beatles. Yes. Round two, Spice Girls came into your life. Yes. Yes, exactly. It's actually a good way to put it. It was kind of a, a second British invasion for me. Yes, well, indeed. The Spice Girls after after the Beatles. I had the magazines, and you sure. could like, cut stuff out of the magazines. I had yeah. a wall yeah. where I would like tape stuff up. I had like some Britney stuff up there. I'm, cool. I'm, I'm certain I had some Spice Girls stuff up there. Things that I was interested, especially as a teenage boy, pretty girls. Straightforward. Yeah. Yeah, but, it's always kind of funny because when, whenever I would think about it, and if I was my dad in that situation, being like, you know, coming home, listen to Van Halen, comes home, and he hears Two Become One playing in my bedroom or anything like that, mm -hmm. you'd be like, would you, would you worry about your kid being like how he's gonna grow up and which way his path is gonna go? And that's what I loved about it is my dad was just like, he's doing his thing. Yep, he's happy. That's awesome. And that's that's. That's what made me happy about it is I don't look back upon it and be like, oh, you know, I was crazy about them Spice Girls, but I've, I've grown up. I'm like, nah, man. No, that's, not at all. Let's keep if, trucking. If anything, I think my, my passion for the Spice Girls has grown yeah. since then. Now that the more I learn about them, the more I've listened to them. Very much The more so. I've seen of them. Like you said, that interview with Regis and Kathy Lee, that was hilarious. <laughs> we'll get into our, our secondary episode as we move on in through our... Oh, what's the magical word? What's the word of the day? I've already... See, I can't even say it's a carry. Because consortium. Consortium. Our consortium that's going to become this podcast. We will delve into many of the songs and also talk about Spice World, the flick, the epic Absolutely. film that existed. And how much we both very much enjoy it. It's... it's. There's no... You can't say the word guilty pleasure by any means. Nope. Nope. <laughs> so, Not guilty at all. I feel guilty for somebody that hasn't seen it. Mm -hmm. Last year, 2021, was the 25th anniversary of the release of Wannabe. In the UK. We're a little late for that. We're not releasing the podcast for the 25th anniversary, but it was released in 1997 in the United States, which was 25 years ago. So we're going to hit this podcast Woo! just in time for the 25th anniversary of when we heard it for the Boom! first time. 
That was a well-thought-out plan on our part. Exactly. I give absolute kudos to us. We hesitated until Completely the 26th of January when this podcast was not being recorded because it's going to be dropping on, insert date here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know what's funny? Yesterday was the actual 25th anniversary of when Wannabe was released. Was it really? If I had known that. Oh. <laughs> I didn't find that out until last night or we would have recorded yesterday. What time did you find out? 10 p.m. Oh, yeah. Putting... Getting a four-year-old to bed at 10 p.m. is always a difficult thing. So yeah, never mind. I know. Otherwise, today I would have been like, "We have to record today. Today <laughs> is the day." Over here, it's okay. That's okay. It is okay because that's when we're recording it. Actually, that's right. Yeah. But going forward, we will be doing each episode. We're going to take one song at a time. Yeah. We're going to do a breakdown of the song itself. Uh huh. If there is a music video, we are going to watch that beforehand, and we're going to yeah. give our thoughts and feelings about the music videos. Or find live performances. Or and be find like, live Holy performances. Cow, yes. Can you believe they actually played that live. Exactly. Which is going to be uh, it's going to be a very interesting experience because going into the first one, wannabe. I've read some oh interpretations of lyrics. Okay. And it's gonna it's gonna be an interesting dive into it of how they um the abilities of girl power in this situation yes, are yes. quite heavy yep and the route they go down to discuss these things and the music video is very intriguing we already have notes on it as we watched it beforehand but dang it we're going to be doing that again it's going to be fun it's going to be fun <laughs> i'm also thinking that if there seems to be a lead girl in the song we can do a little bit more history on the girl themselves Ooh, okay a little bit of a bio you know Ooh. a little biography for them that's uh, fine by me. I'm very much looking forward to watching all the music videos as we've done this. I have not seen all of the music videos for all of his songs. I've watched a handful of them in preparation for this, but I know there's songs I have not watched the music video for yet, and I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, that, and I think there's going to be some songs that I hear again, and I'm just like, either, well, they're all in their own right bangers yes, of yes, songs. Yes, But there are some that I'm just going to be like, ooh. There are, <laughs> I can anticipate that. There are some that I am more likely to hit the skip button on than others okay if i if i have the entire spice girls on on shuffle yeah there might be somewhere like "Ah, maybe not today i'll skip that one today you don't want to listen to mama you know what (laughs) actually i'll tell you what we'll get to when we get to mama but mama has grown on me okay i actually like mama more now than i did maybe a few months ago okay there are a couple other songs on spice that maybe a little more skippable yep I'm telling you, when we get to Spice World, I'm let's, not skipping any of them. Let's do a, a pre-jumping into all the songs. Okay. If you were to top off the top of the nog for Mr. Brent. Yep. Going into it, because we'll do the same thing at the end of it, and then who knows what we're going to pot about, but dang it, we're going to pot a lot. Yep. Um, What is your current, off the top of the nog, favorite Spice Girls song before we get into all the songs and we start digesting everything? Go. So I was going to ask you this, too, but, but do you want to do it now, or do you want to... Admit your favorite song when we get to the song. Aww. Well, no, because I haven't listened to the songs as heavily as I'm going to okay. as we get so, into it. So you're it. saying, off right the top now. of the knock, I, I, I'll, I'll tell you this. Yep. Before we started all this, I'll give you my answer. My top song, my favorite song up sure. until maybe a couple months ago was To Become One. Okay. Wow. We're both going slow jam. Cool. Yeah? What's yours? Yeah. Mine is Viva Forever. Viva Forever is a great song. I don't know why. No. I don't know if it's just because it's got the whole uh, mariachi kind of guitar yep. going in the yep. background, but it just it feels like it has a buildup and a crescendo. I am also a very big fan of Viva Forever. So that's off the top of the nog. Obviously, as we go through things, there are songs that'll pop in my head and I'll sing along with it because it came out of the blue and the Ladies of Tramp just popped in my head like three yep. days ago. And I just... Ladies of Vamp. Lady is a man. Oh, no! 
No! See, that's why we're doing this. Son of a biscuit, ladies of vamp. Don't they say something? Ladies of vamp. Oh, gosh. I'm not. She's a vixen, not tramp. Is that what it is? Yep. Uh, why am I even here? To learn. Dang it. We're going to learn together. We're going to talk about each song. Yes. We're going to talk about each video. Yes. We're going to have a good time doing it. It's going to be a jolly good time. Is, that's not a, can, is there a cool British phrase I could say? We're going to learn. We're going to learn. <laughs> <laughs> because by gosh, by golly, we are grown men that are going to be going through the whole discography, learning together, singing together. There will be a... Nope, nope. I'm not going to set us up for any sort of a karaoke contest or mm. anything like that. Just but, yet. Yeah, just yet. <laughs> the day is young. The year is young. Wait for that. And for the 25th year anniversary for Wannabe coming out in the U.S. That's right. We're going to be celebrating it here with anyone that wants to listen, anybody that wants to hang out with us, anybody that wants to be. I hope you have enjoyed our first introductory episode. Next time we will start in on one episode per song. Yeah. Do a deep dive on the song Wannabe, which is pretty much the spice Girls song it'll be a great song to lead off with good song to lead off with yep is it the is it is it the spice girl song well, yeah no i mean it depends to. on I mean, if you're talking opinion maybe not but if you're talking like raw numbers yes if you were to think of the spice girls which song do you think of yeah that's one and we, we will talk about a lot of that next time because i have a lot of numbers looked up for the spice girls song wannabe based on streaming sales etc etc Ooh, compared to the beatles I could do that. Oh. I could do that. Top selling. Yeah. Okay. Or how many? How many? Number one. How long at number one? Ooh. We can get into that. Ooh. The competition's hot. The competition is hot. They did I, not produce as many albums as the Beatles. They did though. not. If we did a Beatles pod, it would be a lot longer. Running. Much longer. Yes. The Beatles obviously had much more longevity and sustained success from the Beatles, just unmatched. I think. Oh sure. The the Spice Girls were I don't know how we would say two albums or three albums went once. Spoiler alert, once one of the girls leaves the group. Whoa, we haven't gotten there yet. I know. And we can even dive into those songs, too. We can. Jerry did her own solo stuff. Yeah, exactly. Emma did, too. Exactly. We can do some solo stuff. We can do some four-girl Spice Girls after Spice World. Hey, goodbye was a jam. Goodbye is a jam. See? Don't worry. Yeah, the the peak of the Spice Girls was faster. They They rose very high, and they were incredibly popular, but they did not sustained success over a long period of time but while they were producing they were prolific they put out some great songs some great music videos a wonderful movie they really made the most of their 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 time in the spotlight spice was 96 spice was 97 exactly and then forever bam, was bam. 2000 and forever, and forever was when they were a four person group four woman group man that's a so they almost they, <laughs> they released two records yep in the amount of time 96 that they 97 were in boot camp. yes yes like, <laughs> right? 96, 97 was all spice all the time. They were everywhere. Uh, like you said, commercials, merchandise. Wow. We're going to have, I don't know how well it'll work on a podcast, but we're going to have a, a spice merch of the week. Sure. Speaking of which, in, in our introductory episode, I actually have spice merch of the week. Oh. I have an original no from 1990s. I have, so it could come, you could come out with anything right now. Is that a folder? It's an official Spice Girls Girl Power by the Spice Girls book that includes not one, what? but two posters. <laughs> I have a blank space right on my wall. You sure do. <laughs> this one's pretty good. And all the girls oh, are sitting they, on a bed. It's two different. It's two different, two different posters. posters. Yes. My goodness. We can make a choice. 
but this was written by the Spice Girls for their fans. Found it on Amazon. Oh, We're there's going to be some mini episodes coming up here, folks. We can have a quote of the week out of this book. There's, oh. there's sections on each girl. There's a section on each song from the Spice album. Why are we going song by song and not doing a page by page review of that book? We could. It would. It, we would get more work out of it, for sure. <laughs> I can't even unfold the second one. Oh, the second one's just a fold out from the same More bed. A lot, yeah. A lot of, <laughs> I don't know. It's going to sound bad on a podcast. It's a lot of pictures of them in bed. I don't know what's what more interesting experience is hanging up the poster as a 14-year-old, 13-year-old boy and having my dad walk by or hanging up a poster on my wall right now as a 35-year-old man and having my wife that I've been married to for 10 plus years walk yeah. well, see that hanging up. But dang it, there's only one American way to find out. That's right. Yeah, your, your lovely wife uh, kind of reluctantly indulges us with our, our passion for the Spice Girls. She's not as much of a Spice fan. That may or may not be because I hide my phone when I put it on Spotify on the speaker so that way she can't figure out where I put it. <laughs> so she can't turn it off? <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. Where's the power button to the Bluetooth? I ripped it off. <laughs> I disconnected I cut the wire. It doesn't ever turn off. You have to plug it in. So, buckle up, kids. It's going to be an experience for the two of us and... The two to two million people that decide to hang out and listen to us. That's right. We're going to have fun either way. Yeah. If we have people who listen, great. If we don't, we're going to learn stuff anyway. And with that being the case, we don't have a closing phrase. Spice up your life. Spice up your life. Thank you very much. I'm doing a peace sign. You can't hear it though. <laughs> <laughs> I need some platform shoes. I got. There's some tests that we have to do too, though. Right? Yeah. So those shoes are we, nuts. Cause how how high would they be? The ones that we saw Jerry wearing were at least four or five inches tall, if not oh. more. That takes some. That yeah. Takes some yeah. You gotta have some balance, or you're gonna fall off. Whew.